Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at PursuitCC.com. Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless. Can we put your hands together for your pastor today? Man, I'm so grateful to be back at Pursuit City Church here in Corpus Christi, Scottish boy, born and raised. Um, been in America now. I am 37 years old, been in America uh, since I was 17, so 20 years in San Antonio, Texas, outside of one year in New York City in Manhattan, uh, and just grateful. I love, my wife and I love coming uh, to Corpus Christi. And you know, Matt, Matt, Pastor Matt just said, we, we planted our church five years ago, and I've missed two Sundays, uh, this being one in the last five, nearly six years. And both times that I've missed that su- Sunday has been to come to Pursuit City Church here in Corpus Christi. And um, just grateful, grateful to be here. Before I introduce you a few people, I, I wanna just take a moment if I can, to honor your pastor, Pastor Matt and, and Cheryl. I saw her up there with the, the kids as we were coming down here this morning. And, you know, make no mistake, it is an extremely difficult job. I'm in rooms often uh, with well-known pastors and pastors that nobody know. And everybody has the same story. There are a lot of highs that you'll see in ministry on social media, the world that we live in. And there's a lot of conferences and there's a lot of things that go on. But ministry is an extremely painful game. You you will marry people. You'll do funerals for their family. You will go to their place at midnight when they're in need of hope. And it can be the very next day that they decide that God has called them to go on a different journey. And you've got to carry these different types of pain. I, I don't know there's any other job in the world that there's highs and lows, so many highs, so many lows that can happen even in one day. I recently have been in conversations where I've sat at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and everyone has had a high emotion or a big emotion would be a better word, an extremely painful event or an extremely exciting event. And it can be a roller coaster at times. So here, why do I bring that up? Not for sympathy. Uh, We're called to ministry. We know what it comes with. But I I want you to take a moment. I, I really want you to pray for your pastors throughout the week. Pray for Pastor Matt and, and, and Cheryl. Many will say to me often, I know you hear this all the time, but, but that was awesome. I'm like, I actually don't. Like, keep telling me. I, I need the encouragement. Encourage them with your words. Send them a message. Do whatever you can. And as Pastor Matt was talking, one of the things that I've hated, I was a youth pastor, and I'm getting my phone for a reason. I'm not on Instagram. I'm gonna talk to you in a minute about what is on here. But I was a youth pastor uh, for many years at a mega church in San Antonio, Texas on the north side called Cornerstone under Pastor John and and Matthew Hagee. And um, we had a budget that I could write checks and we never had to worry about raising money. It wasn't until I planted a church with my wife on the south side that we began 
to raise money and have to talk about funds and, and talk about fundraisers and talk about buildings and, and talk about dreams. And can I just be completely honest with you? It can be extremely exhausting. Raising resources can be exhausting. One of the best things outside of prayer that you can do for this man and this woman and this family and this church is to give over and above. Sometimes we look at goals and we, we see something like $100,000 and we think, man, that, that is a huge goal. Last year I ran seven marathons in seven days and we raised like hundred and $14,000 by, by the end of those seven days. And if Matt, if you raise a hundred grand without running one marathon, I'm going to be talking to God about that. But here's the reality is sometimes we can see and hear that number and get carried away. But listen, $20, if 20 of you in this room gave $20 a week, $20 a week for the next 52 weeks, which is a year, that would be $20,800. If you gave up Starbucks, if you gave up your favorite coffee shop, if you gave up sacrifice something, we can make this church what it needs to be to reach Corpus Christi for Jesus in Jesus' name. So I just want to say, hey, congratulations. Yeah, we can clap to that. Congratulations, you've came a, a long way in a short period of time. Beautiful building and so much growth. Obviously, 4th of July weekend and still a packed house here and God is moving within this church. And I believe that God is gonna move this morning too. So I encourage you, I believe that one of my assignments that was for you here today was to encourage you and to encourage your wife to keep on going. Don't give up, God is for you, God is with you, God sees your sacrifice in Jesus' name. So we're so encouraged to be with the Gamma's family this morning. My wife just walked in the room and I'm not sure if she's able, but she could stand really quickly. My wife, Jackie, uh, is with us today. She's alongside our, our three boys and my wife is incredible. My wife, I don't know what I did to be so blessed. Uh, we've launched a church in the south side of the city. We sold up everything six years ago and moved to New York. We're a year at Hillsong, uh, New York City. Um, and then we planted a church five years ago while she was pregnant uh, with our first child that we got pregnant with in New York City. We recently moved uh, for the foreseeable future, my dad into our home alongside my brother. We rotate, my dad has dementia. And I'm just grateful that God has given me a wife that would go on this crazy journey, that I would hear from God, uh, and she would be right alongside me every step of the way. So we honor her today. And next to them, uh, we have Anthony and Janelle, some of our good friends, not just friends, but leaders within Refuge, oversee uh, our prayer team. Uh, they, oversee, um, they oversee our street team, which is the welcoming, and, and every week they've got stuff out there from donuts to drinks and meeting people and waving people. And as you know, Texas is hot. And they're outside in there uh, welcoming people, make sure they're welcome to church. So we're grateful to be in Corpus Christi with their beautiful family today as well. So I want you to grab your notepads, if you will, really quickly. And I want to talk to you really quickly about something that is really random. How, how many of you know that there is, a good thi there is such thing as a good parking spot? There, there's also such thing as a bad parking spot. 
Let me give you an example. If you go to your favorite restaurant right after church, you're going to go, I don't know where you go in Corpus Christi, some seafood joint down on, down on Ocean, it's Ocean Drive, is that the name of the place? Down by the front. If you go down there and there is a parking spot right up front, that is a good parking spot. But, but if you go to see your, your favorite sports team, I, I don't know what we've got down here, but just say you go to see the, the Dallas Cowboys or you go now to see the San Antonio Spurs now that we are back in business with Victor, wherever you go and you've got to get in a golf cart to get to the arena, that is what? A bad parking spot. You know, I remember talking my parents into buying me my first car while I lived in Scotland. They, they didn't trust me that much. So they bought me a 1,000 pound. Like pounds are a good thing in Scotland. A 1,000 dollar car. I think we might have a picture of it. It looks something like this. I don't know. Yeah, we've got it. It, it was a beater. Well, we got this from a place called the Grange Garage. It was a piece of junk, but it got me my freedom. I'll never forget the day that I got this car. I want to pick up my friend Barry, who is absolutely crazy, by the way. And we, want to put, we went to put on bets and gamble on soccer games. That there was a thing that we did that was called an accumulator. Like we would put on like five pound bet and all these bets and it would come back saying, if it comes in, you'll win $700,000. It was never going to come in, but we thought this might be, this just might be our get-rich-quick card. This is also the reason, exactly the reason, why my parents didn't trust me much. I mean, not only was I gambling, which they told me not to do, I was gambling with their money. I was gambling with their money. And I can't remember that day if I won that bet or not. But I do remember a situation that happened. That the traffic warden, as we call them in Scotland, came up to me as I was parking my car for the very first time and she yelled. She yelled, you can't park there. She actually said it in Scottish. I'll tell you how it sounds. It says, you can't park out. It was very obvious double yellow lines, which means no parking. So I, I got out and I drove around the block and I waited till she was gone. And I parked exactly where she said not to park. We went and placed our bets with our, our parents' money. And when we came back, we found a gift from the traffic warden. A, a gift that was a ticket of 30 Pounds. I mean, pounds are a good thing in Scotland. You don't want to lose pounds in Scotland. And it was a reminder to me that I was not meant to park my $1,000 Vauxhall car in these double yellow lines. In fact, as I began to think of excuses to tell my parents, because I, I didn't have any money, I needed them to pay the, the ticket, I, I could hear her voice in my head saying you can't park there. How many times do you and I do the same thing in life as Christians? Our lives, Jesus, 
But we're parking our lives in places that God never intended, come on, for us to park. And God is coming into this room today and He is saying to you, every individual in different situations, I never intended for you to park there. God is saying, don't park there. Don't park there. That the Spirit of the living God is saying no parking. And today, I want us to look at three simple areas. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to pay off some tickets. And you will find freedom today in Jesus' name. Point number one, write this down if you're taking notes. Always encourage you to do so. No parking in your past. No parking in your past. Today I've came to talk to those that are in this room or watching online that are parking in your past. That the folks in this room today that are thinking, if I only didn't make that decision, if I only didn't make that choice, if I only didn't say what I said, if I only didn't go where I went, if I only had listened to the advice that I was given, if I only didn't make the financial decision that I made, if I only didn't get pregnant, if I only didn't go through that divorce, if I only didn't ruin that friendship, if only, if only, if only. What are you saying today, David? I'm very simply saying to you today that I've came to tell you that today is your day. Today is your day to move out of that parking spot and park in the freedom, park in the peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I need somebody to shout, amen. Don't park there, why? Because God has more for your life. Good news today, 1 John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, come on, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If you're in this room today, it is your job to confess your sin to God. And when you do, come on, the God that we serve, He is faithful. The God that we serve, He is just. The God that we serve will forgive you of all sin in Jesus' name. That the God that we serve, He will purify you from all unrighteousness so we can live new in His sight in Jesus' name. Come on, when the enemy comes to you, and the enemy reminds you of your past. You remind the enemy of his future. He's defeated and you are victorious in Jesus' name. I need somebody, come on, a shout, amen. Your past, no parking. Your mistakes, don't park there. Your regrets, no parking. Your sin is forgiven through the blood of Jesus. No parking. 
Because God has set you free. Today is your day to give your past to Jesus and declare to the enemy, declare to the enemy with a new mind, a new spirit, a new heart that I'm not parking there any longer. Why? Not because I said so. Because John 8 verse 36 said, so if the Son sets you free, what? You are free indeed. I speak freedom into this room today in Jesus' name. Your past, no parking in Jesus' name. Free today. You are forgiven today. You are purified today in Jesus' name. Somebody shout, amen. Point number two, no parking in culture. No parking in culture. Bear with me to the end of this point. As followers of Jesus, the map for our lives, we drove in from San Antonio this morning and we had a GPS on to take us to our destination. That the map for our lives as believers is the Bible. So as followers of Jesus, we stand for what God stands for. God has set direction for our lives, and it's our job to follow. That the Bible, it doesn't play. Now let me give you one example, I could give you many. That the Bible says things like, if you love me, you will follow my commands. If you love me, you will follow my commands. It's pretty black and white. As Christians, we're about our Father's business. So this means we simply cannot park in what culture decides is acceptable. Simply put, why? We believe that God knows exactly what He's doing. We believe that God knows more than me, that God knows more than you, that God knows more than culture. And His way, this is why it's vital that we get this, His way is the only way that leads to true freedom. That the way of God is the only way that leads to true peace. The way of God is the only way that leads to true joy. The way of God is the only way that leads to heaven. So, so what is sin? Bear with me because I'm fully aware where we're at in Texas. But we've watched over the last few years our country sit back and watch children be continually murdered at school. Thoughts and prayers offered on Facebook. And I'm all about prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. But the Bible is clear that faith without works is dead. Children dying in our country has somehow became a political issue. Instead of a uniting issue where we will at least get to the table and try to come up with a solution. So most recently there was a shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. I went to Nashville a few days after that shooting and I presented this school with a gift and I prayed on their, their campus and, and people asked me, why would you do that? It's just going to be another shooting. You're not going to be able to go to another school. Why would you do this? 
Well, for one, when the picture of that pastor's kid appeared on our national news for very obvious reasons, it deeply affected me. I was also reminded of a story of Pastor Frank Pomeroy, who was a pastor of Sutherland Springs, not too far from here, who last time I spoke here, in fact, I drove back, and I ha- we had him at Refuge Church and our drive-in church that Matt talked about. He also had a shooting, and he also lost his daughter while he was gone preaching that weekend. He said this. He said, David, I'll never forget. He said, there was a man that flew in from New York City. He said, the cops were there. The the media was there. And he said, this guy was about 6'3", 6'4". And he said, he walked right past the security. He, He walked right past all the police. He, he walked past all of, the, all of the CNN cameras, all of the Fox News cameras. He walked past, in fact, the Secret Service because the vice president was coming into Sutherland Springs. And he walked up to Pastor Frank and he wrapped his arms around him. And, and Pastor Frank would say, for days, weeks on end, he wasn't even sure if it was a real human being. He actually thought for, for a time that it was an angel until he made contact with this guy further down the line. But the bottom line, what he said to me is, David, when it felt like the world didn't care, I was reminded through that one man that there is somebody out there that cares. Do you know, you're in Corpus Christi, a fishing town, I'm pretty sure. I grew up in Peterhead, Scotland, the capital of the whitefish, capital of whitefish in the whole of Europe. I mean, it's just boats upon boats upon boats upon boats. And, and I'm reminded of a story of, of one day an old man was walking down on the beach. When he got down to the beach, a bunch of fish still alive had been washed up on the shore. Hundreds to, to thousands were on the shore. Pastor Matt, he, he bent down and he picked up one and he threw it back in the water. He, he picked up one and he threw it back in the water. He, he, he picked up another and he threw it back in the water. And he hears this voice from the other side saying, brother, what are you doing? That there's just way too much fish. Do you, do you see all of these fish right in front of you? You're never going to be able to fix this issue. The old man bends down again. He said, I made a difference to that one. 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 What am I saying today? I'm saying that Pursuit City Church needs believers who will look at the world and say we're standing on what God's word stands for. And we're saying, look, I simply, I might not change that the word says. And I can look at the teenager who's pregnant and I can say, I made a difference to that one. I made a difference to that one. Declaring, I don't care what culture says is acceptable. I'm standing on the truth of God's word. 
Recently, I had a, a meeting with our council person in San Antonio after this Nashville shooting. And I asked about safety for, the, for guns and security and different things in the south side of the city. You might say, David, you don't get it. You're from Scotland. This, this happens continually in our country. You, you're never going to be able to, to fix this issue. But I want to be a leader. I want to be a pastor. I, I want our church to be a church that, that says I might not change at all, but I made a difference to that school. I made a difference to that family. Because of the people of God, that mom and that dad are not going through the heartbreak that they would without the local church. We won't park. We won't park in the norm of culture. We're wondering why lives are not being changed. We don't even know as Christians where we stand. If we don't know where we stand, how do we think the world is going to know where to turn? Just a few months ago, we celebrated Easter. Good Friday. Jesus was crucified. But make no mistake, people didn't yell, crucify him, because he was tolerant. People didn't yell, crucify him, because he was all-inclusive and, and affirming. People yelled, crucify him. Why? Because he claimed to be God. He, he said he was the only way to the Father. He also rejected what culture and religion had accepted to be normal. Listen, today, if your version of Christianity is always comfortable, it's not the New Testament Christianity. Jesus loves you so much that he wants to meet you exactly where you are. But he loves you too much to just leave you there. Jesus saves you and Jesus changes you. Corpus Christi this morning, hear me. It is vital that we don't mistake God's love and grace for a false belief that he affirms and celebrates sin. We cannot accept Jesus but reject the Bible. Let me say that again. We cannot accept Jesus, but reject the Bible. If you accept one, you must accept both. If you reject one, you reject both. Let me be clear. Our stance as Christians, as followers of Jesus, it is never against the sinner. It is never against the person. It is always against the sin. It is vital that our approach is as such. That the only difference between a believer and a non-believer is that one has accepted the grace of God. Well, we cannot make this an us versus them approach. That the approach that God has sent us into the world is an approach of love in Jesus' name. We won't park in the spot of being culturally acceptable. 
We will park in the truth of the living Word of God that changes lives in Jesus' name. Because we understand that when it comes to sin, hear me today, sin will take you further than you want to go. Sin, it will keep you longer than you want to stay. Sin will cost you a lot more than you want to pay. So we will preach the good news of the gospel that because Jesus lives, because he died and rose again, you can live in true freedom in Jesus' name. You can live with true peace in Jesus' name. You can live, come on, with true joy in the name above all names. His name, it is Jesus. But culture says, David, we won't park there. But, but David, hear me, you need, you need to be careful because if you say these, these kind of statements in, in 2023, you, you can be canceled. Listen, we won't park there. We will speak the truth of the living Word of God because the truth of the living Word of God, the truth of God, that you accept the Son and the Son will change your life. We cannot be for anything our Father is against. That goes for marriage, that goes for race, that goes for the poor, that goes for the marginalized. We won't park there. I believe the hope for America, no matter what side of the aisle you, you may sit on, is not found in the White House. It wasn't found in the White House four years ago, five years ago, and it's not found in the White House today. The hope for America, I believe, is a church house where people will meet Jesus or their Lord and Savior, and their lives will be forever changed. Yet if our strategy of reaching the next generation with the gospel is to start compromising on sin, and biblical truth. It's not going to work. It never has. So what do we do? I'm saying today, we need to be kind. We need to be loving. We need to be patient. But we've also got to be biblical, convictional, bold, and clear. This church needs believers that know the Word of God. John 17, verse 17, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. John 8, verse 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Today we declare to culture, the word of God is truth in Jesus' name. We are parking, come on, help me preach today, in the truth of God's Word. Because in God's Word, you can find hope. In God's Word, come on, you can find freedom. In God's Word, you can find healing. In God's Word, you can find peace. In God's Word, you can find joy. In God's Word, you can find love. Love is not a place. Love is a person. His name is Jesus. I need somebody to shout amen. Point number three, and I'm done. No parking in your limitations. No parking in your limitations. A few weeks ago, we were loading a truck at the San Antonio Food Bank. I try to help, but they kind of moved me out of the way. They're like, you're trying to help, but you're actually getting in the way. Can you... 
And as I was there, I looked over onto the wall. And there was a statement on the, the food bank wall that, that read something like this. We love our church to meet spiritual needs, but I also believe the local church should be a place that meets practical needs. And I read a statement on the food bank wall that was painted on there, and it says something like this. It's often those with the least that make sure others don't go without. And I pondered, and I thought, how true is this. Yet can Pursuit City Church be a place, a growing group of people that you will not let your limitations stop you loving people in Jesus' name? That as you're raising $100,000 to change this building and whatever your leadership is going after, you will not let your financial limitations stop you loving people in Jesus' name. That you will be a group of people that will do everything with what you have. What God gives you, large and small, to build the kingdom of God here in Corpus Christi in Jesus' name. Man, I believe, as Pastor Matt said, that we are seeing a special move of God in the south side of our city. Well, we've seen close to double the amount of people saved this year already than we saw the whole of 2022. We're one baptism away. You're like, are you that pastor that counts numbers? Absolutely. I'm obsessed with them. We're one baptism away and we'll be equal to last year's numbers of baptisms. God is moving in a special way. But why do I bring this up? I believe that God's blessing is upon our church because we've made the best of everything that was given to us. Like, if you're like, David, can you tell me how to launch a church? Absolutely. Do everything different to what we did. Like, I had no clue five years ago. But luckily, through the grace of God, God has sustained us. But I believe that one reason he's taken us through, and we're not only surviving, but we're thriving, is we've made the best of everything that he's put in our hand. Two years. I... I Two years, I, there wasn't 500 cars that Matt says I wish there was, but uh, two years I was on a flatbed trailer. Anthony, who's with us, would drop the trailer off in the morning and we'd set up and cars would pull in and some would have masks on and some would be inside and some would be talking about no vaccines and some would be talking about vaccines, but it didn't matter. We're there to gather in the name of Jesus. We're making the best of the situation we're in. Right now we're in a bar in San Antonio. Like there's just a few and we trust our team here. Like Jackie and I, we hate the venue. It is a skanky bar. Like if I was a drinker, I wouldn't even drink there. <laughs> but we're making the best of everything that God has given us. We will not let our limitations stop us. Well, we bought a bar and we're, we're renovating it. Right now we put $516,000 cash into renovating this bar. We will find a date here over the next few days of a closing date to move into that bar. But true story, when we cut the walls open in that building, are we, on, are we online? There was all sorts of stuff. That there was cocaine bags. That there was underwear in offices. That there were so many things that we cleared out. But we believe in Jesus' name. I believe it with all my heart. Not just a cliche pastoral thing to say. That the south side of our city belongs to Jesus. It belongs to Jesus in Jesus' name. 
When the enemy reminds you today, come on, I'm speaking to somebody's dreams as I close today, that you are limited, declare back no parking in Jesus' name. We will not park in our limitations in Jesus' name. Why? Because Psalm 50 tells us that my Father owns the world and He will take care of my every need. I refuse, come on, to live a life that is based in the natural. Why, Pastor Matt? Because I serve a supernatural God. The Bible says that those that refresh others will be refreshed. And God's Word will not return void. Don't park in your limitations. As I close, to those who have dreams, business dreams, Come on, if you've got dreams in your heart, lift your hands. Educational dreams. To those who have family dreams. To those who have dreams and desires that God has put in your life. I've came to Corpus Christi today to tell you to keep dreaming in Jesus' name. Keep dreaming in Jesus' name. And don't park in your limitations. Why? Because your Father is a Father who specializes in the impossible. All things are possible in Jesus' name. Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66, verse 1. It says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build for me? Where will my resting place be? Today, Can we get in our spirit in this church that the earth that we live in is the God that we serve's footstool? I want to remind you today that the God that you serve, your Father, you're a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are a follower of Jesus, the God who uses the earth as His footstool. Why do we dream so small when the God that we serve is so big? He uses the earth as His footstool. challenging personally for us. My parents live in Scotland and mom's going through so much stuff. Pastor's wife for many years but is just suffering in many different ways now and dad has got dementia and my brother had to go over there and flew, flew him over here and 
there's many tough, like, tough conversations, like we only see good promote our good stuff on social media, but hard conversations of people we love and you know, called of God and, and, and we don't own people, but the difficulty of people leaving and obviously God always replaces, but the, the natural part of you is it's painful. And, and there's been many days where in the very beginning, I remember just being overwhelmed. I was sleeping a lot and my mind would just keep, keep going and keep going and keep going. And I, I remember just saying to God, God, I just feel like the weight is too heavy. I was getting anxiety. If my phone would go off, I would be like, what next? But I couldn't not take the call because then I'd have anxiety of not knowing what was on the other side. And he was a little boy. He used... I had to remind myself, there was a saying that my grandfather used to sing and he used to say it to me as a little boy. He would say, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, David, see what God has done. He would say, count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will remind you what the Lord has done. I remember driving in my car, I-10, all the way down to our church building and just beginning to list the blessings of God and telling the enemy, this is what God has done for me in the past. And this is what God is doing for me in the present. And this is what God is doing for me, gonna do for me in the future. And when the enemy comes in, like he came to you and he'll say things like, you can't achieve that. It will never happen. You, you don't have enough. You, you don't have what it takes. That's not possible. I very simply came to tell you today as we stand to our feet, don't park there in Jesus' name. I said, don't park there in Jesus' name. We'll, we will not park there because we serve a supernatural God. Somebody shout amen. When God is in it, there is no limit. I said, when God is in it, there is no limit to what can be achieved in our lives in Jesus' name. Sing that song, Spirit, blow on through. Come on, lift your voice today. Come and do what only you can do. Come on, somebody needs to speak to the enemy and say the Spirit is coming. Lift your hands and declare today victory in Jesus' name. Declare victory even when it looks like you're defeated. That's why it's called faith in Jesus' name. Come on, lift it up.
one more time, sing butt blow on three. on soak in the presence of God for the next 30 seconds can we lift our hands and open it our mouths and declare his goodness in Jesus name come on talk to your father spirit you are welcome come on through move in this church in a new way move in this church in a fresh way no parking and culture God that pursuit City Church, be a house that knows your word, that trusts your word, that follows your word, that obeys your word, that, that doesn't settle for what is culturally acceptable, but finds their foundation on the biblical truth. Give us opportunities, God, to speak truth and love to our friends, to our families, to our co-workers and those who don't know Jesus. Your word is truth. And we will follow. Nah. Today, if you would say, I've been one of those that, I've been one of those that have been parking, parking in my past. the choices that I've made, the places that I've been, the things that I've done, the things that I've said, and I, I've just never been able to move fully past it. Today, I believe that the Spirit of the living God is coming into this room and there is true freedom in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say, I'm one of those, I wanna see your hand. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. What you're doing right now is lifting your hand and saying to the enemy, no more. No more in Jesus' name. So lift, keep your hands raised. I wanna pray over you in Jesus' name. Gotta ask for anyone who cannot move past their past today that chains are broken right now in Jesus' name. I speak freedom in Jesus' name. I speak peace right now, God. Peace to minds, peace to spirits, peace to, to families in Jesus' name. I pray that this spirit of regret is gone today in Jesus' name. Remind them today that you have a plan. Remind them today that you have a purpose. Remind them today that you are for them. Remind them today that you are with them. Remind them today that you love them. And we celebrate in this moment freedom in Jesus' name. Come on, I said freedom in Jesus' name. I said freedom in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody declare freedom in Jesus' name. Come on, sing it out. Blow on through. Declare it today.
Pastor Matt, if you will, grab that seat. Sit right on it, if you will, brother. I'm going to pray for your pastor today, and I want to pray, first of all, in this church for those that are parking in your limitations, that you will not park there any longer, that you will dream like the God that you serve specializes in the impossible in Jesus' name. Today, right now, if you feel like you've just been one of those, it's like, and listen, there is a fine line between faith and foolishness. I'm talking to people today very specifically who you know what God has told you, but you've allowed your natural limits to stop you in Jesus' name. Right where you're at, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say, David, I'm one of those that have been parking in my limitations. I see your hand, lift your hand high. I've been parking in my limitations, limiting myself because comfortable. God, when you're in it, there is no limit. So today in Jesus' name, I thank you that we are not parking in our natural limitations because we're relying on you. Let our stories of our lives speak so loud that those around us can clearly see that the only way this was possible was through their Father God in Jesus' name. Do you know, I spend a lot of time, a lot of time in rooms with pastors and, and with leaders and Later this year, we'll have an event that I would love for you. I'll, I'll talk to your pastor about it afterwards for your team to come to. And the city where there'll be people like Max Cato, Pastor Ed Newton, there'll be many of us there that are ready to minister to pastors and leaders and pour into teams from all across the nation. But bottom line is I sit in a lot of those rooms and you've got to understand here today, you've got a good one. You've got a good one. I said to my wife when we came down here, I said, Matt's just a good guy. And Jackie was like, he always has been. And I saw his wife up there checking the kids in. And what, what I want to say to you today is if you will go all in, like you won't just come once a month, but you'll come every week. Or you won't just give a little, but you'll give a lot. I promise you in 12 months time, God will have doubled this place and more in Jesus' name. This room will be too small, says the Lord in Jesus' name. But, but I, I know what I was sent here for today. I love preaching the, the Word of God, but I know that I was specifically sent to come and encourage this man of God and his family. So, so my encouragement to you, he can speak for his own, is, is pray. Pray for them, number one. Number two, encourage. Like when something goes right, people are so quick to tell you when things go wrong in church. When something goes right, can we be a group of people that sends a, a positive message as quickly as we would send a negative message? I don't know if it's just me. Maybe it's me and God needs to deal with me. But when I go to, to reviews on Google, I, I never read the good ones. Like I want to read the bad ones. Human nature, I believe, is we're, we're attracted a lot of times to bad news. Can we be people who are attracted to good news? Saying, hey, it might not be perfect. We see many areas as a church where we can get better in, but have you heard our worship? 
Have you heard and felt the anointing that is in this room? Like it, like it might not be perfect, we've got a long way to go, but look where we came from. It, it might not be perfect, but have you met our pastor? He genuinely loves people. Have you met our pastor's wife? She's checking in kids on a Sunday. Cheryl, come to, come to the stage with me if you will. And I'm just believing that over the next 12 months, and I wanna come back in 12 months, we'll book it and we'll talk if that's okay with you. I don't need to preach, come sit. But I'm believing that this room is gonna be too small in Jesus' Name. But my encouragement to you, my challenge to you today is to pray, to encourage and give like never before. Give like never before. The toughest thing about building a church like this, we can spiritualize it all we want. Matt didn't tell me to say this, I'm saying that. If he wants to correct me after I get off, that's okay. Is the financial side, it will keep, you wanna do so much for so many people, but you can only do with what's in your hand. You're like, you just said about limitations. We will do the best what we've got and believe that God is gonna supernaturally bless it. But the more that we have, the more people we can reach, the more people we can love in Jesus' Name. So I believe that Jesus had 12 people and He turned the whole world upside down. In this room, there's much more than 12 people. I wonder if we were all in and following Jesus, what would happen in Corpus Christi? What could happen in Corpus Christi? What could happen if you committed to bringing people every Sunday? What could happen if we really believed that God changes lives, that God restores marriages, that God gives happen? And today I wanna pray and I'm gonna pray over this couple. The Bible says that those that refresh others will be refreshed. I wanna pray that the Spirit of God would refresh them in a special way. And a move of God would break out in this church like never before in Jesus' Name. Listen, when God is in it, there is no limit in Jesus' Name. As I'm praying over them, some of you need to be writing checks for, for that 100,000 in 100 days. Some of you need to begin praying. Some of you need to write letters of encouragement. So when they walk out of this room today, they're lifted up, refreshed, and ready to take on the challenge of the Kingdom of God taking over Corpus Christi in Jesus' Name. I believe with all my heart that Corpus Christi belongs to Jesus in Jesus' Name. Stretch your hands towards this couple in Jesus' Name. Father, I pray God in Jesus' Name. God, I do, God. God, I pray for this incredible, incredible couple. God, I thank You for their faithfulness. God, God, I thank You, God, for their courage. God, I thank You that they've listened to Your voice. They've moved cities to, to declare that Jesus is Lord and Jesus can change lives. Move in this church in a new way. Move in their marriage and their family in a new way. Move in their finances in a new way. Move in their minds and their dreams in a new way. 
I pray for Pursuit City Church, God, that your spirit, that your presence would be so heavy in this place that it would be unlike anything they've ever seen in Jesus' name. I pray that you begin to send supernatural resources their way. And I pray, God, as we can be in ministry and we can be discouraged and we can lose hope, I pray that you renew their hope, renew their courage, God, that this city could be one for you in Jesus' name. God, I pray, God, as they're fixing up this building, that they know that this building will be too small. It will go to one service, to two services, to three services, to a bigger building in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that the group of people that are in here, God, would begin to sow into this ground because this is holy ground to reach this city in Jesus' name. So I ask favour with you, God, and favour with people. Send people who would encourage and lift them up, would build them up, would speak life into them and their children. And I thank you right now that you are blessing them, God, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, relationally, and mentally. It's in the name above all names we pray. That name is Jesus. Somebody shout, Amen. Yes. You can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.